picture perfect you don't need no filter hello and welcome to put a cork in it hosted by yours truly monica toby who has zero credibility in the podcast world but is trying to make it big this podcast was created for unfiltered conversation which always leads to cringy comments sound advice and obviously a lot of laughter so come along for the ride and listen to a podcast that will leave you in a better mood than when you started what is up put a cork in it listeners i'm back sorry for the one week hiatus couldn't make it to last last cast but mon and sam did a fantastic job however they are not the ones that we are interviewing today we have some very special guests joining us from across the atlantic Across the Mediterranean, we have JT and Logan joining us from Montenegro. And talk about a logistical nightmare trying to find a great time to record this. But we are very excited to learn about their experience overseas. But before we get into that, Mon, how are you doing? Yeah, I thought I was going to be neglected for a second. Um, I'm doing great. I'm just happy that you're back. We really missed you last week. So this is a blessing. It was a tough one. But you know, February busy month for the Jacobs family, my mom, my father and my birthday all within uh, 15 days of each other. So crazy. talk about another logistical nightmare. Anyway, JT and Logan, how are we doing? Dude, we're good. It's, uh, it's like 10. It's like 9 p.m. over here, so we're six hours ahead, so a little bit late, um, but doing well. Glad to be back. Um, just want to give a shout out to the podcast. Big fan. Very honored to be featured a second time, and this is this is Logan's debut, so a lot of I know there's a lot of high hopes out here. So Logan, are you feeling the pressure from the debut? You know what? I really am. I'm feeling a lot of pressure. I brought my chamomile tea so that I feel relaxed. And uh, hopefully it brings good, I don't know, words. <laughs> the words will come. That's no good. doubt from the chamomile tea. Let's, let's hope it's just chamomile after that comment. Um, I just feel very excited to see your guys' faces. Used to see you all the time in college. Now I see you like once a month on FaceTime. So this is very, this is very good for the soul. Um, also, I just thought that I would throw this out there that um, freshman year of college, if you wanted my history of both these men, freshman year of college, I did have a large crush on Logan and he never liked me back. So just want to put that out there. And then also JT, I didn't meet him until later in college and yeah like our parents kind of forced us to be friends there's like a payment situation going on so that's kind of the thing there um and that's kind of the history in case you cared no crush just to clarify yeah no crush for sure um and to be fair you couldn't have met jt because he wasn't at miami until his junior year correct so the pats crossed when they needed to i met logan back Oh, probably like right before quarantine happened or, or was it the reunion in May? I'm not quite sure. Sometime around there, I think. I think it was at uh, JT, your apartment. Okay. At some point, at some point. Uh, I, yeah, no, def definitely was at the flat. Can't pinpoint the exact time, but 
you know, Logan's an awesome dude. And, you know, I'm happy JT's back. Happy for the debut. But I just want to kind of open it up to the audience here. Can I explain what you guys are doing overseas, where you're at? You know, kind of a little brief overview for the audience here. Yeah. Um, Take it away. I think this will be pretty easy because we normally are explaining this to people whose first language is Serbian. So um, I don't know what your audience looks like, Mon, but I'm assuming uh, more English yeah. speakers. So. I don't think there's a heavy population over there, but there could be. Not yet. Potential. Potential. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Logan and I, I get like we pretty much do. I don't know if people know what you do, Mon. Um, not to switch the question, but we pretty much do what Monica does. We're an intern with crew. Um, we just do it internationally, mm -hmm. um, overseas in, in Podgorica, Montenegro. So we work on kind of two main uh, faculties here or just like campuses. Um, and yeah, we do all things crew. So we lead Bible studies, um, like have different spiritual conversations. We talk a lot about um, conspiracy theories that that's not really in the job description that just happens um, talk a lot about just politics. a bonus it is it's a, it's a big bonus um, talk a lot about politics that's not why we're over here but those things just come up um, yeah so I don't know if you that yeah I would just say people here tend to be pretty uh, like deep thinking they like to be philosophical they have a lot of interesting ideas um, to say the least. And it seems like every person loves to uh, tell you what their specific flavor of uh, idea is. And usually it, it's something philosophical, political, and, and involves some conspiracy a lot of the time. I think it's interesting. It's a very small country. And so I think like they almost view themselves and as like on this little island separate from the rest of the world, but they're always looking at the rest of the world. They're very uh, aware of what's going on and they like to come up with their theories of what the rest of the world looks like. So I think it's really, uh, it comes, it, it comes with its challenges, but also with a lot of fun surprises, I would say. Before we get into the deep philosophical, political conspiracy, you know, section of this podcast which will be coming i want to talk about you know a little bit before you guys knew you were going over there when you found out that you know this was in the cards kind of like take us on that journey of how this is you knew this is something that you wanted to do sure i can start set the tea you know take your time Thanks. And I am going to apologize, you know, kind of filling here so you have a little bit more time to think. My dogs are right here. They might bark a little bit. So if you hear that, just my dog's barking. We love dogs here in Montenegro. Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would say um, the decision to come here, definitely at the beginning, JT and I both had our own, like, individual stories. Um I would say for me, like I had been, I had had Montenegro slightly on my heart for a good while, while I was in college, but it wasn't until um, the semester, like the last semester of college where I had a conversation with Ian, he's the leader of crew at Miami, which we all went to school at. Um, and We all did, but our audience may not be as fortunate. Continue. Loving on us. Yes. Loving on us. Um, 
and he had a conversation with me just telling me about how um, some of the leadership here in Montenegro was leaving and then there weren't going to be um, any, any men who were going to be leading the ministry here. Um, and I think that was like the first time when I really felt um, called by God to, to do missions um, and specifically international missions here in Montenegro. And um, it started out as like a, a, a small, like sinking, I would say. It was like a sinking feeling in my stomach of like, it wasn't excitement, honestly, at first. It was more like, I feel like this is God. And that feels really scary because it, there's a lot of uncertainty at the time with coronavirus starting to kind of um, <laughs> run rampant. And um, just with, you know, all the things that come with raising support and living overseas for a year. So, um, yeah. And then over time, me and JT started talking about it together and praying about it together. And it really wasn't until the very last day that we had to make a decision that we actually did. Um, and God like changed our mind pretty dramatically right at the last, cause we were going back and forth a lot. Um, but he wanted us here. So he got us here. Yeah, that's a, that's a great answer. I like that. Um, I would say personally for me, like, as many of you know that um, my parents worked for a crew, just like Mon's parents. And so um, that's another thing we have in common, Monica. Sorry, sorry. Um, and so I think like it's always been on my mind to do international missions. And so um, like my parents have been, my sister has been, my brother went to Montenegro. So it's a bit of a, like our, I don't know, it feels weird to say we had like family ties um but like in some way it was like kind of familiar to me even though I had never been and um the leader um kind of the main guy who was there and his family his name's Scott Epson um I think I always like looked up to him when I was a little kid he was in college at um, Miami he, he was my he was my baseball coach um for the <laughs> Oakland days. um I think it was like in 2007 so pretty legendary team if I remember correctly um but yeah so I, I had the relationship with him uh, a little bit like distantly I would say like I looked up to him a lot especially as a kid and then as I got into college I was like all right this would be something cool um ended up committing to go to spring break uh Corey Cutchers who uh is another guy on staff there kind of I talked with him a lot about that and so um had a phone I had a conversation with Scott about yeah a uh, little bit early on, maybe in the fall about, yeah, like I'm interested. And he's like, yeah, man, that'd be really good. Like maybe you should invite like some friends, like you could kind of be a catalyst to get a lot of guys there. And I was like, all right, this is hype. Like I'm gonna go to spring break, kind of scope it out. Um, and then obviously like everyone else, the pandemic kind of hit, didn't kind of hit, it really hit. Um, <laughs> um, and so spring break got canceled, like stuff got really muddy and, and difficult. And I, like, I think it was Easter weekend for us which uh, funny, it like seems like it, it's just Easter weekend. That's just a fact. I'm not like, I don't know. Um, it was like Good Friday and I remember titling my family and I was like, yeah, like there's no way I'm going, like no shot type deal. I was like, I'm not going. I felt really good about it. And then Logan was like, let's take the weekend to pray about it. And I don't know if uh, any of you have ever been in a situation where it's like, yeah, I'll pray about this. Like, but my mind's made up. Um, that's kind of where I was. And so uh Sunday morning we we prayed about it on a zoom call with some church friends and really I feel like God kind of worked in both of our 
hearts kind of at the same time. Um, and so the pandemic kind of showed us that there was even just more of a need uh, for us to go, even in like such a difficult time. So yeah, kind of how we, a bit long-winded, but kind of how we got here, so. That was good. Um, Austin, can I insert my perspective? Not that it really matters or anyone really cares. What are you talking about? You're the star of the show, Mon. Of course you can thank add. Oh, thank you. Okay, so here's the thing. JT was like always unsure about what he was doing. Like one minute you thought he was going to start his own photography business. The next minute he was maybe going to go to Montenegro. Like we kind of knew, you know, we would force him to talk about it. Logan, though, we all just thought he was going to get some type of marketing job whatever you know typical things and then he walks into our kitchen around easter sits on the stool and goes yeah guys so um going to montenegro and like tries to continue his sentence and we were all just like what like no one had said anything you haven't said anything and in typical logan fashion he's like oh i didn't mention that to you guys that i had been thinking about that and we all responded with, no, not at all had you described this feeling towards Montenegro. So for me, it was really sweet from my perspective to see kind of both their journeys end up going the same place. Um, and it was also comforting for me to be like, okay, I'm not the only one leaving Miami to do something with crew, but other people are taking a leap of faith in a similar vein. So from my perspective, it was very cool. Um, and also shocking, especially on Logan's part, just constantly keeping us on our toes, that man. Logan, no, no disrespect with the marketing job thing, currently in marketing myself. So who knows, maybe I'll be in Montenegro this time next year. <laughs> now nah, that probably isn't going to be happening, but it is really cool to see somebody who, you know, everybody thought was going to do one thing. And then you kind of flip the script and you're like, jokes on all you. I'm not doing that. I'm doing this instead. And I commend both of you big time for, you know, sacrificing a year of your own lives to, to pour into other people. I think that is incredible and it should be commended. Um, so you guys decide that you're committing to this year long stint in Montenegro, really at the height of everything shutting down in America. So it's like, yeah, this will be super easy, barely an inconvenience. Um, and I won't take the time to talk about support raising and everything, although I know it's a huge part, you know, pre leaving for Montenegro, but not really the topic of today's cast. But I want to get into fast forward to September, when you guys actually get on the plane Take us through that that initial travel, what it was like when you first got there. I I know it was not great, but the audience is yet to find out. So kind of take us through that journey and, and maybe that first week in Montenegro. I'll share my uh, my travel experience. It was just, it was fine. I just got on my flights, <laughs> uh, connecting. Nothing was late, bags were on time, got there right when everything was planned. It was really simple i recommend uh australia austria not australia austria airlines um good movies how yeah logan you can go next right okay um so 
I did not have a similar experience to uh, say the least. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so some context. Um, when we were about to leave to go to Montenegro, we had to get uh, a PCR test, um, like the COVID PCR test, which at the time was pretty like um, select, <laughs> I guess. Like you had to um, be in healthcare or you had to be someone very important to get like a PCR test on demand. So it was kind of, it was, it was hard to find a place that even would offer a PCR test. And then for international travel, you had to have results within like 72 hours. And so basically we had to find a place that could get us this very niche test within 72 hours of arriving in the country we wanted to get to. Um, so we found this place, which was in Indianapolis, which was nice because it's where JT was living at the time. It's where his parents live. Um, and I was just gonna meet him there. We were gonna get the testing done at the, at the same time. And it was all we were gonna like travel together. It was gonna go smoothly, right? Oh, how romantic. I love that. Uh, yeah, it's a nice little story. Um, it's a bit more like a, like a tragedy though, unfortunately. It's, um, it's coming. <laughs> so we go and everything's going smoothly. Um, we get like the test done at the same time and it worked out. It seems to be working out great. We wait like the day or two that we had to um, for the results to come back. JT gets an email that says he was negative, which is great. We're like, woohoo waiting for for my email and and I don't get anything and I'm like what's what's happening what's going on and then like I, I think it was something about like 15 minutes or 30 minutes before the flight I get an email and it basically said your results have come back inconclusive so <laughs> <laughs> basically what it meant was the 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 test that they that they took they didn't do it right they didn't get enough like material I guess all right um, great let's not get too graphic about this yeah but like the the the, the testing place didn't have enough um, they screwed up yeah they screwed up so I had to stay and get another test done which meant I had to um not get on the flight first first off um so I had to get another test done that day and we had to last minute find another flight within our window of time to get to Montenegro um it, which was just a whole I mean flights in general were like a mess so then um yeah I mean it, it goes on there's more details like the the second test they had to like ship it off to some other city and the FedEx flight was delayed so then I had to cancel my second flight <laughs> um and then wow. now a third flight <laughs> that was somehow still in the window um you know god bless this travel agent that we were working with because she was really um she was taking the brunt of this confusion and then just was a hero so she made it she made it happen um and like these flights that were just like just bizarre like you couldn't see them on every website and you had to like i don't know <laughs> it's just really it's really funny but i ended up like three days later 
getting to Montenegro. And once I was actually on the flights and, and I had the results back after a, a long delay, um, things worked out. So I did end up getting there <laughs> just a few days later. But there was definitely a few days where I thought it just wasn't going to happen. And um, me and my family had traveled for like seven hours at this point in car because it was from there to now Chicago. Yeah. So. Jeez. Yeah. And question, because I have not traveled internationally, but I did travel to uh, Connecticut to visit some friends over winter break. I was told I had to get a test, so I got one. It was within 72 hours, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but when I landed, there was nobody like, hey, show me your results or whatever. They kind of just like, no, it was, it was kind of like the honor system. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there could have been some sort of fine or something without it, but I had the results. Did, was there a similar experience for you? Was anybody checking your results when you entered the country? What was going on? Luckily, I mean, for my sanity, yes, there was someone that checked, but it was a bit scary because, I mean, I'm in this brand new country that I hadn't been before, and I go up to the booth where, like, people are checking, and she was like, PCR, and I showed her the paper and she's like, okay, wait here. And then like some security card comes and like, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? And uh, he like, he's like, okay, walk with me. So I'm like, I have three like big bags cause I'm moving and I'm just like struggling to, to um, tag everything along with me. And, and he's, I'm walking over with this, big early security guard because Montenegro I don't know if fun fact for the audience it's the second tallest nation in the world by like people height uh and so everyone here is like super tall all the so girls just got really excited if you're looking for someone that's height that starts with six ladies maybe this is where you move I don't know move overseas yeah yeah <laughs> Montenegro, or number one is uh, the Netherlands, so I guess you could go there too. <laughs> the Dutch, classic. Thank you for that, Logan. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Oh, anyway, but yeah. So this uh, the security guard's taking me over to this dark, scary corner of this room. But there was just another lady, I guess, that had to check it because she was the professional on American tests or something. I don't know, but it was okay. So. <laughs> Wow. Talk about a whirlwind. Guys, if you're traveling internationally, it probably can't get much worse than that. So you're in good hands. Uh, it'll be all right. I think that is a, just a whirlwind of emotions. I can only imagine, especially, you know, landing in a new country. The fish out of water experience is probably quite shocking. Can you guys touch on, you know, what were like the huge differences that you noticed like pretty immediately versus like how long did it take to adjust to living in a new country? Now, before you go into that, I just need to ask the question I think everybody's wondering, which is, did you guys have any really deep emotional goodbyes with any women in your life before you traveled to Europe? You know, was there any, you know, hard, heartbreaking moments that you guys wanted to share? Are you fishing for something, Monica? No, I'm just asking for the general public. She's fishing. All right, well, uh, where we said goodbye at like an ice cream place in, in like Cincinnati, I think. So uh, that's what you were looking for. There's your one. 
Um, it was Columbus. So clearly that was really meaningful to you. Um, Logan, do you have anything? You know, I did not have any summer loves, unfortunately, um, while support raising. <laughs> Can you not have a summer fling while you're support raising? Is that in the contract? Can you even read your, your handbook, your intern handbook? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the handbook does have things like that in it, so I just wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. So. I, All right. I didn't think about it, but it didn't and uh it didn't manifest yeah yeah that's fine that's fine I didn't have a summer fling either but I just thought that I should ask for you know people are probably wondering if you guys are single so I just thought I'd put that out there at the end of the day it's a relationship podcast right Mm -hmm. like I think yeah I wouldn't be myself if I according according to the intro I don't know if that's still a thing but everything under the sun is up for grabs so okay Okay. Thank thank you for being a real fan Austin thank you for that I think it would be brutal if I didn't know that, being the co-host. Probably, probably. But I am a true fan out here. Uh, Now back to my original question. (laughs) Um, The fish out of water experience, initial differences that were just glaring you in the face when you got to Monty, and, you know, how long did it take for you to adjust? Yeah, I think very quickly, uh, it was really hot when I got there. Um, That was like the first thing, and I'm not even kidding you. I was like, holy cow, it's hot here. Um, I think like having having done trips before um, for like a week or two overseas, I think I was coming in very confident, overly confident, um, and like, oh, like this is no big deal. Like, it's just like, just going overseas, you know, like we'll settle in and it'll be fine. And um, I think like there was a moment, I think it was like two months in where we were like, I feel like we've been living in like that fish out of water. Like, I feel like we talked about it in terms of like surviving versus thriving. And I feel like in some ways we spent our first, I'll speak for myself. I feel like I spent my first two months uh, just kind of surviving. There's just a lot of things um, when you move overseas that are different. uh, And like, I think specifically, just every every like mundane task that you take for granted like grocery shopping like things that you actually need to survive like you just you really can't do them if you just don't know any of the language and like you go to order like some pizza and like she'll say something to like you'll you're ordering like pepperoni pizza you just point like like I feel like like an idiot you just point and then you nod your head like yeah I'm the dummy who doesn't know the language here and then she like says something back to you and, and in your head you're like all right I just ordered pizza. There's only a handful of things she could have said to me. Like, you're welcome. Anything else? Uh, Size. Fries with that. Something like that. And like, I just never like guessed that correctly. You just feel like (laughs) your headlights. You just like look at them and you're like, I just don't understand anything. I just want to pay with card and leave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like those like simple tasks uh, were pretty stressful. And I feel like kind of kept us like bunkered down for the first two months they do have like uh food to order here on this app called Denesi, which is like your grubhub uh insert whatever delivery service uh and Plug it's like pretty, yeah pretty effective pretty efficient you don't have to say much it, the app's translated into english so like checks all my boxes so i think we ordered food for like the first two months um which is pretty cheap here but probably not just like i don't know just kind of points to the more surviving than 
uh, actually like living life how I live in the States where in the States I would be, I don't know, I feel like I cooked a good amount in the States and, and wasn't like just, you know, fast fooding. Yes, I can attest that you did cook in the States. I've had many a meals cooked by JT that have been good. So I will give you that clout. As have um, I. Yeah, so have you. I think that that's very accurate. I only spent a few weeks in Montenegro for a summer thing, but I just remember always wanting this one girl to be at the grocery store, being the checkout girl, because she knew English really well. And when it wasn't her, I would put stuff away and just leave. Cause I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. It's just too, I don't know. There's just, I mean, it's probably a good pride check, honestly, to be like, it's okay that I don't know, but I don't like looking like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Logan, what do you have to add there? (laughs) Yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking um along a lot of the same lines i would say the other um i guess side of this that i was thinking about was just the people and like the difference in how people act in in conversation and and things like that i the most glaringly obvious thing that i noticed at first was just how direct people are um they will just tell you straight what they think and that's very um intimidating maybe is the right word for like someone who is from the midwest and it's just very like i don't know politeness indirect speech just like everyone knows like the midwestern goodbye where it like takes 15 minutes to actually leave because you don't want to be like impolite and just leave and so it's just the opposite um people will yeah just tell you straight up what they think and um yeah it's just, it takes um, a lot to get used to for sure. And so I would say that and um, along with what JT was saying too, because of just what we're doing, I don't know if JT felt this, but when you go to the grocery store and you feel pathetic, it's like, how am I supposed to go out and talk to someone about this, like the status of their soul and like feel really confident in what I have to say. Um, and so, yeah, I think just it's 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 humbling for sure and i think there's a lot of uh work that god wanted to do on our hearts um yeah and, and just check our pride a bit <laughs> for sure with with all of it is there do you think people are so direct with you because of what you're sharing with them or is that completely unrelated like they'll just straight up be direct regardless if you're talking about jesus or not mm. I think it's universal. I mean, that's what I would imagine. I've heard that like from other people too. um, I think who, you know, aren't doing what we're doing. Yeah. Interesting. Cause you know, you start going up to someone and be like, Hey, how would you feel if you passed away today? Do you know where you'd end up? Like someone might be like, man, your country's crazy. Um, And then open up a whole can of worms, but yeah. can you provide like an example of like this directness that you're talking about i think i'm very curious this man is so curious give him it's, the like, it's like if you're wearing something that doesn't look good like they'll let you know oh wow it's like, it's like there's no which hasn't like happened a lot but if they like something and also like here they're very they're very generous so on the flip side if like especially with girls and like our team leaders talked to us about the sauna where she like she like tells a girl she likes her dress and she's like, Oh, it's yours. Like you can have it. 
and like it's just like very generous so it's like direct in that sense but also like they have no problem being like yeah like you look really or like they'll say things that like we in the states you just never say to someone's like man you look like they wouldn't say you look like you got hit by a bus this morning but they'd be like man you look really tired this morning and you're just like thank you i had a really rough night or something you know it's <laughs> they're very direct um, in that way so that's yeah good. that's that's a good example yeah sorry no go ahead yeah i, I would just say too like with their like beliefs because we we end up talking about um like what you believe a lot and there's never like a oh yeah i i see where you're coming from or like oh that's a good point i haven't thought about it that <laughs> way just like no i think this and and that's i mean they won't even tell they won't even like really try to like debate you they'll just kind of just say what they think and it doesn't really matter what you just said they'll just tell you what what they want to say and there's there's a lot of times too when what they say just ends up being really unrelated to what you just said and they, it just doesn't matter <laughs> it just doesn't matter to them they just, just will say what's on their mind that's so accurate that's very accurate it's like you ask them a question and they answer in a completely different way and then you're saying they're like what did I even ask like I thought I sat down here to talk about Jesus but now we're talking about like Katy Perry or something because that's another thing some people think you just know everything about pop culture when you go over there or like politics I feel like that's a pretty we're, safe bet with, with you, Miss Toby, at least in the pop culture realm. Yeah, no, the pop culture realm, I'm pretty good about. Um, but in politics, that is definitely an area of growth for me. I'm not super knowledgeable. So they would like ask me a bunch of questions about like, and what's like your version of parliament? And like using all these words, like I know what they mean, but I have no idea what to say. And I'd just be like, you know what, like we're a democracy and then hope that they wouldn't say anything after that. So that's, that's me for that. I think that goes into how public like America is and how dominant like the entertainment scene is like globally. We kind of run the world. So, you know, shout out America, you know, proud to be an American, Uh, would love to talk pop culture with any European or uh, other, other countries. Uh, I think it'd be interesting you know I wonder what the delay is like if something's big in the states like how long it takes to get over now it's instant or it's it feels instant like it feels like it's on it feels like it's on their screens like it like maybe a little bit of a delay like a few days but like people are very um very in the know it's interesting because it feels like yeah I feel like just with the I'm not gonna get political but the way that, like news is now we're just like you're kind of selling these big headlines um whether they're true or not it's like those big headlines sell everywhere and here and then people ask you about them and like a, a prime example was we were headed to mid-year about an hour and a half north which is like a conference we took a train we missed our train stop like foreign just we just missed it and it was disappointing but we had to take a cab um through a blizzard about I don't even know how many miles south, 10 miles south, something like that. It just took a long time. And our bus driver did not speak any English, but he said this, like we said, we're Americans. We said it in broken uh, Serbian. He was like, he's like, ah, Trump Biden. And we were like, like, that's it. That's all there is. <laughs> that's America. <laughs> that's America. I feel like I know you so well. Um, so I don't know. It's just funny that like, even in the villages of North Montenegro, like, 
yeah, they're aware of our, at least in some capacity of our political situation and they wanna talk about it before they wanna know your name, <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a, that's a confidence booster for sure. So, you know, after being here for being there for some time, I'm here, you're there, don't need to get there. Uh, what are some newfound things that you have experienced for the first time over in Montenegro that has like kind of been like new hobbies, possibly maybe new foods, you know, things that you can't or weren't doing back in the States? Hmm. I mean, there's the classics of like different Montenegrin foods that you grow to like, like JT loves Boric. It's like, it's, it's their fast food for sure, um, or the most common one anyway. It's just kind of this, I don't know, like this pastry that has meat in it. It's like weirdly similar to like a Hot Pocket. Like mm. kind of, it's it's not that close. It's a bit but flakier. It's in the Hot Pocket family, um, yeah. but it's homemade, so it's, pr it's pretty good. Yeah. That fresh dough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fresh dough and mystery meat, love it. Oh, mystery yeah. meat. Just meat. <laughs> it's kind of like rolling dice. It's like, I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah. It just says meat. You don't really know. But yeah. <laughs> Does it really just say meat? Yeah, it's uh well yeah, it's work with meat. Yeah, is what it is. Oh, gosh. Or work with cheese or with yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a thing. Yeah, don't that's ask, don't tell. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um and there's definitely some other foods that I've I've grown to love. There's a kachamak, which is basically their version of cheesy potatoes. It's really mm. good. Yeah. Mm. Um, and priganice, which is like these little, um, it's like these little fried donuts that you can eat with honey. Um, so, yeah, I, I I would say those things. And then I to finish up with food, I've learned here what actual like italian food is supposed to taste like i think where like because they're so close to italy and i think at one point um like the venetian empire controlled this area so there's like a lot of italian influence um and most restaurants like okay here's here's the thing about montenegro every restaurant you go to will basically serve the exact same foods so true so and, true they'll all be like pizza pasta risotto they love risotto here yeah um and like a few other soups and, and breads and meats and stuff but that's it like that's what they have all everywhere um but you get a lot of different takes on like this generic pasta with chicken which is it's good <laughs> but yeah yeah that is very accurate here's what i'll notice these men, we had a little like Christmas get together over Zoom. Okay. And these men literally show up in matching turtlenecks. Right now, Logan's wearing a little black pea coat. I personally have never seen, okay, well, JT is very much like an athleisure man, which is fine. Um, and then Logan, I think you're really all or nothing. You're either in your like pajamas slash sweatpants or you're dressed like business casual. So for me to see them like putting effort into their ensembles and like the pictures I've seen from you guys gallivanting around Europe, 
I mean, I am just, I have a sense of pride. I'm just like, honestly, really proud of you guys for getting your act together in that regard. And so for me, that's something I've noticed, which is very much on brand for any European place you go to. It's like athleisure is becoming more of a thing in those places, but it's still not as dominant as it is here. Like, it's very weird if you showed up somewhere in like gym shorts and a sweatshirt, like that's just not how it is. At least that's how it was when I was there. Yeah, I feel like it's the same. So how are you stepping up your style game if you can't show up in your joggers and your your sweatshirts? Are you saying how are we stepping up our our style game? Um, Yes. I think think when you think Europe, I feel like the following thought is probably turtleneck or something along those lines, at least for me when I think men's fashion in Europe. So it's more acceptable over here. I feel like back home, like if I wore turtlenecks, like everyone would freak out. Kind of like, not saying you're freaking out, Mon, but like if I showed up to a, in a turtleneck to like a friend hangout or something or like a dinner, you'd be like, oh, JT. Like, <laughs> there, would, there would be some mumbles. Um, Someone would be like, he's wearing a turtleneck. Like, Who's this guy? I think he is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's more acceptable here. You're overseas. Um, growing up in Oxford, like you just assume that there's always someone watching you who knows you kind of, I feel like, um, which is why every time someone honks, you look because you assume it's a friend over here. I had to retrain myself because when they're honking, they're not your friend. Um, also there's just no chance I would know anyone, but <laughs> yeah, I think that plays into it. Like being a little bit more bold, um, cause you're just not going to see anyone. And it's like, if it goes well, that's fine. Like congrats, put it away in the, the, uh, you know, the wedding, outfit category or something but if it doesn't go well it's like no one will ever really know so you get to experiment yeah there's there's some freedom there to experiment um unless someone on your team takes pictures of you and puts them all over social media but um other than that there's there's like there's freedom so which isn't like a bad thing it just happens logan anything to add (laughs) no I, i i agree with that um I would say for the the bulk of my wardrobe, it's still probably pretty similar to what it was in America. And I definitely feel like I stick out a lot. Like, and the differences aren't really crazy. It's just, it's just enough to know you didn't buy the clothes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that in the form of like colors or more style? I want to say um, definitely style and fit. I think a lot of the time. Um, yeah, I, I just think like the the kind of jackets, like your typical like North Face or Patagonia jackets aren't super common here. Like usually if you buy a jacket here that is like in the same vein as those, it would have a bit more like pockets on the sleeve or like it, it's more- um, It's louder. Yeah, louder, looks a bit more- um, Yeah, like- it's, More for utility like, versus, high. yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mon, what do you have to say about that? I see you, you poking your ears up here. Oh, these two just make me laugh. No, I'm just thinking like, I just really popped off probably a little bit in a very extra way when I went to Montenegro and packed like something really extra to wear like every day. Um, so for me, I would be like thriving and taking a lot of style risks and just having like a time. But I just realized that it's different for um, men. 
But what I do want to ask to kind of, you know, bring us to a wrap, you know, I know you guys have a bedtime. I know you really keep to that very strictly. Um, but that was sarcasm. I would like to know, like, what's the number one thing that you guys are looking forward to doing, eating? Don't say seeing your family. That's kind of a cop out because I know you both are excited for that. But what is the, shut up. What is the thing that you feel like, oh, I'm so excited to like eat this, do this, see this, whatever, when you get back to the US of A? Can we do like a, maybe a deeper one and maybe a more shallow one? Absolutely. I would like love that. Shallow one, it's just gonna fall flat. So I'll start shallow. Um, I think Panda Express is something that I deeply miss, um, which is kind <laughs> so of- so bizarre. I'll say it unashamedly it's just i just miss it a lot so that's one of the more shallow things um i think deeper things you said no family i'm still gonna say family um i haven't met my niece yet um little nora nora sue yeah nora sue i should know her name if i'm gonna say it out loud um so i haven't met her yet which i'm really looking forward to meeting her and then just i think uh yeah I don't know, meet, like seeing friends I haven't seen in a while, but I feel like I've, I've got to FaceTime a lot of friends um, while I'm over here, which has been really good. Like the, the time change is hard, six hours ahead, but it, oddly, like most people, you guys just don't do a lot. No, no flame around like three, two, two to three PM, the low of the afternoon. And that's just like eight to nine here. So it just kind of works out. But yeah, those two things, Panda Express and, and my niece. <laughs> <laughs> to hit the time change thing, I was an hour behind of what I normally was, but I still remembered to text when it was midnight for JT on his birthday. Dude. Wow. Actually dope. I remember getting that text just being like, man, some thought. So that's, that was a, that was a gift in and of itself. Wow. You didn't have to flex on your quality of friendship, but you did. You went ahead and did. And then I was like, I really hope he's on Wi-Fi. The international charges are probably really, really jacked up. Yeah, happy birthday. Here's a $500 text. You <laughs> oh, my. Sense. All right, Logan, what are you going to be looking forward to, shallow and deep? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, have to, I have to go really similar. Um, they don't do fried chicken well here at all. And so I've been really missing Chick-fil-A, really missing Canes. Mm. There's, a, there's a local chain, Lee's, that just, uh, Lee's makes you feel so bad every time you have it. But I miss, I, I miss, it makes me miss the pain, you know, not being able to have it. Um, What's the French fry situation over there, real quick? Not good. If you like not crispy and extra oily. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's I discriminate against any of our viewers if you're out there i would consider giving montenegro a look but not not really uh, extra the, oily fans the, yeah not really uh killing the crispy game over here so forgive me continue logan <laughs> that's okay uh the deeper one what comes to mind honestly um which was in like something that came up while i was here that i didn't really expect and it's just how like not knowing the language of a place is a much more isolating feeling than I really anticipated. Like, I, you know, I didn't 
realize how, I guess just like lonely it would feel um, like going out in public and then like you listen into someone's conversation you know you can't, you don't have a prayer of understanding. And it, you just feel, you always have this feeling of otherness just like when you walk around. Um, and it is, it is tough. Yeah, it, it's a tough spot to be in. Definitely something I've had to get used to. Um, so I'm definitely like, I, I was like thinking to myself, like, man, like I'm pretty introverted and going to like the grocery store and talking to the grocery store clerk here is like <laughs> so daunting. And it was a bit daunting maybe in like America, like not really, but like kind of. And so, but now it's like, oh my gosh, if I go anywhere in America, like I could talk to anyone. Like I will be 10 times more extroverted in America now, just knowing that I can speak their language. Like it's just this, I don't know, privilege that I always took for granted. <laughs> wow. So yeah. we should all be prepared when you come back. You're really just going to be the, the life of the party. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, uh, so basically for our listeners, what I'm hearing is uh, download Duolingo before you go abroad. Uh, might help out. Not sure how, how well it translates. Um, we're, we're actually sponsored by the app. It's called Drops. Um, informally sponsored. They don't really pay us or anything. We're not sponsored um, is what he's trying to say. Informal. But uh, <laughs> they have Serbian. Duolingo does not have Serbian. So oh, come on. Like a, a cousin language like Croatian, which is like they're in the same family. It's just not close enough. So it's I, not I close enough. Listen drops. They have a good Christmas special. So hey, it's an advertisement over. Thank you and for for that. We will do a swipe up link immediately. Swipe up. Uh, comment below what you're learning on drops. Um, to to formally wrap up, we're gonna do how we do normally with what have you been loving lately. Um, it is kind of customary to save our guests for last. So I will personally go first. Um, I have been loving fried food lately to kind of throw it in the boy's face. I'm really sorry. Uh, lots of trips to Canes have happened recently. Um, we also, we also have an air fryer at the house. So we invested in a uh, French fry slicer to throw potatoes through. <laughs> I'm being really serious. Like this is not despite you. Um, I'm really sorry, but uh, yeah, I need to get back on the healthy eating grind. So maybe that'll stop. But um, that is what I have been loving lately. That's, that's incredible. Also maybe a little cruel, but we will take it. Um, wow. I am so unprepared this week. I don't know. Like my life is so boring. Let me think. Okay. Something I've been loving lately is trying out different, um, hairstyles today. Nothing really new, but recently I've been experimenting with some banana clips, which for boys who don't know, it's a very large clip. And then you just kind of like twist your hair and like jam it in the back and hope it looks good um doing a lot of um intense middle parts been doing yeah just trying to you know mix it up out here um so far don't know how i feel but that's what i've been loving lately just having a little fun have you tried the half up half down ordeal 
you know, that is a classic for me, but um, I've been trying to stray away. It just doesn't really fit well with my vibe as of recently. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the waterfall, you call that one? The waterfall braid is very 2012, but thank you for interjecting that, JT. I love that. Just trying to be relevant. Yeah, I love that for you. Okay, do you guys have anything you'd like to contribute? Um, you know, I've been loving tennis. It happens every year at this time. It does. Yeah, the Australian Open really gets me. I love that. I love that so much. Big tennis guy. Big tennis guy, yeah. Have you ever been to the Western and Southern? I have, yeah. Wow. Yeah, at the time that I went, my uh, my favorite tennis player was Andy Murray, and I got to be he was playing on like one of like the side courts, so I got to be like courtside basically right there. in Andy Murray match. So it was really fun. Yeah. Nice. You wow. learn something about someone every day. Truly. Um. Yeah, I've been weird like not weirdly i've just been into jazz music a lot recently um i got like a jazz uh a jazz piano music theory book for christmas which might sound like a nightmare to a lot of the listeners but to me it's really exciting um so i've been going through that it's been a slow and steady kind of a painful process because i'm just not quite at the level of the of the book but it's been fun been enjoying listening and, and trying to play some stuff so I will say he's been grinding. I give him a lot of props for it's like every morning before I wake up, he's he's grinding out some jazz lessons from this book. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's that new uh, Disney movie. It'll do crazy things to you. Great movie. So like, I feel like you have always been into jazz music though, kind of. Yeah, I feel like it just feels like jazz is just so it's just not very relevant. It's so like romanticized and like in the movies, most people think, I mean, I kind of got into it because of like La La Land or something or like Whiplash, like movies maybe, but I don't know, I've been enjoying it, so. I love that, I love that for you. I think that's something that makes you unique. Hmm. Thanks. And for those of you who don't know, both of our guests are extremely talented musicians. I'm sure they've been jamming out quite a bit over there so if you ever want to hear them play music just uh, hit them up in the dms in the comments section uh, i'm sure they'd be totally willing to show you some jazz of some sort but ma do you want to wrap us up i started us off you you can hang up here i would love to wrap us up especially because of the plug i'm about to give that has not come out of my mouth in probably a year at this point but if you really want to hear um Logan and his musical talents, please feel free to go ahead and open up Spotify or whatever app you prefer to listen to music and go ahead and type in grown up kids and really get into the experience of a band that started at Miami and just has very, you know, deep roots. So thank me later. Um, I'm not going to share my favorites. Don't really want to sway the audience to listen to one over the other. But I'm really thankful you guys made the time for us. And yeah, this has just been a very special episode led by none other than Austin. Did a great job. And yeah, we will catch you guys next Friday and have a great weekend. There's a lot to do.